there. It's Thursday. It's Veterans Day, 11-11-21. Hello. Hi. I'm watching a slow-mo cat fight, and it's so good. Those are like, always the best. It's better than boxing. It's better than... It's like ballet and boxing all in one. MFA. Like a ch- what? MFA, Mixed Feline Arts. Yeah, seriously. It's just like, oh, claws and, and fur. Gentle, gentle fighting. And then someone always walks off with a mouthful of fur. <laughs> but no noises, so that's good. I, I can't really take it seriously if there really aren't any noises. There's no anger or fear or anything. There's just gentle fighting. Welcome but, uh, to yeah. Time for Go to Bed, uh, brought to you by Booty Zombie Boutique. We've got a lot of fun stuff yes. to talk about. We've had a interesting couple weeks. We have. We have. Uh, we've had some sales and went off to vigilantly send them to the post office, which was closed for Veterans Day. Dumb! I well. knew it was Veterans Day, and I didn't even tell you. And Because... I just don't think about it like that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so that's okay. Our packages are yeah. all ready to go. They'll they'll hit the post office tomorrow, and uh, yep. we yep, just made yep. another sale, so we'll add that to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so a couple interesting things. Um, uh, this this I think uh, I, I think this is kind of a, one of the highlights for me from this week. Was uh, and I, I do I do want to acknowledge we took last week off because we lost our, our dear friend John Arthur Kendall who was a big part of the old network uh, Indie Media Weekly and Mike Check Radio and everything Painful. and uh, Southern Progressive Revival and he was part of the cooking shows we used to do yeah. and um, you know it's just heart heart wrenching. I mean, I talked to him off and on, um, and I would all, yeah. always invite him to to come on and you know come on to it came from Cleveland, you know, sure, um, hang out with us, talk horror movies with us, you know, no, nice no, guy, nice voice, nice, yeah. you know, and interesting and it's person. Just, it's just it's just really hard. We shared a, a lot in common, and you know, it just kind of gutted me last week and. And of course, it was uh, we just hit the one year anniversary. Dad passing away too, so that uh, you know, yeah, that's kind of had me a um, <laughs> little bit of a, in a funk. But excuse me. But something that I think John would have appreciated because we always love talking about cooking is I've been kind of obsessively watching cooking shows like Beat Bobby Flay and Chopped and these. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the Christmas, uh, the holiday ones. I really like the Halloween ones, but I'm I'm tolerating the Christmas cookie ones and stuff like that. But uh, I I said to Susan one day, I was like, I want you to grab a basket, and <laughs> like they do on Chopped, and they give you just a bunch of random ingredients. Usually, it's like a pre cooked item, maybe something canned or you know frozen or whatever, and um, and so Susan did it the other day she get she's like you know okay here's your challenge you got to use frozen chicken uh leftover butternut squash candy ginger yeah candy uh, ginger honey honey 
And See, I didn't want to give them anything horribly disgusting. Like yeah. sometimes they give people things, and it's like, my God, that yeah. is so disgusting. We were out. I of knew fish I would heads. have to eat it later. Yeah, we were out of fish heads. So yeah, sometimes they're just like can of sardines. I you see that's can the thing. Pig I would feet, pig I, feet. I would welcome like, something weird like that because you know it'd be a bit of a challenge. Whoa. So so essentially, what I did was. You know, and then you take those ingredients and then you're allowed to use pantry ingredients. So I was like, all right, well, the yeah. e real easy thing to do here is to add all the sweet stuff into the squash. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And, of course, dealing with cooked, uh, frozen chicken is a pain in the butt. So I had to crack that in half. And, you know, like there were like chicken breast uh, tenderloins. So I cracked like, you know, half of those and then put the rest back in the freezer was able to get all the packaging off of them by soaking them in a little bit of water. And then um, I basically took some bone broth and threw in some uh, some salt mm -hmm. and pepper and stuff and threw that in the pot yeah. and put a lid on it to get it to break down. And then I was it once it the chicken was pretty much thawed and a little bit cooked, uh, I took it out and I cut it up into smaller pieces. And then I rolled it around in um, some seasoning... Some nutritional yeast, some uh, 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 cornstarch, and then I, I put some, I think, olive oil and butter in the skillet, and then I fried it really fast. And then I set that aside, and then I made, uh, I made I tried to make the, the leftover squash into a mash that was more savory. And it was so delicious. Oh, <laughs> my God. So I wanted to make it more savory and less sweet because I made the chicken super savory. And then I had all these sweet ingredients. So essentially what I did is I took like, uh, so I got the chicken all savory and everything. And then I took the, um, uh, I made a glaze for the chicken with all the sweet stuff. So I chopped up the candied ginger and put some honey in with some orange juice um, and uh, some um, like, some uh, some curry. I used curry. I made a sweet curry uh, for it. So because the curry will help, like you know, pull back a little bit of the sweetness. But it was sweet. It did. And then it basically, was. once the chicken was done, that I tossed it in the glaze that I made. I quick um, quick seared some um, fresh green beans. Put the mash in. Put the green beans. Uh, on, put the mash on one side. The green beans in, in the middle. And then the chicken on the side of the dish, and it and it and I garnished it with some uh, toasted peanuts, and it came out pretty good. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I I was just trying to review it as if uh, you know I was on the chopped. Yeah, but, but um, it, I like cooking and I like a challenge, so it's like you know th yeah. that that makes it more fun for me and. You know, and Susan likes eating left my leftovers, so I'm like, okay, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I do. But I just, I just like that you did something different with butternut squash because I like butternut squash like better than a sweet potato, better than a Idaho potato. You know, like it, it is a carb, but it's just, I, it seems to be filled with lots of vitamins. And, yeah. yeah, well, I, I fattied it up with some butter and sour cream and stuff like oh, that. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, milk, butter, I sour cream. I thought you cream. just magically made it delicious. But oh, no, no, I did magically make it delicious with a bunch of stuff that's really unhealthy. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. So, yeah, so that's that's something we're going to do around here just to keep a, keep things 
spicy in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, that's what the kitchen's all about, being spicy. Yeah, I want you to get ridiculous with the next one, though. So Okay. Um, that's the thing. Every time it's probably going to be frozen meat though, because that's where all our meat is, is in the freezer. So I, I say do? if you, if uh, you should, you should thaw out one of the meats you want me to use next time. So even, I even, um, timed him. I even timed him and was like, I, w- I finished know, with the alarm minutes. went off after he was done. Yeah. Uh, but I think I gave him an hour, not 45 minutes. Usually yeah. I give him 45 minutes. Well, thank you, because the frozen chicken would have screwed me up on yeah. the real challenge. But um, but anyway, we'll fresh chicken wouldn't out. have taken any time. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so that was fun. That you know, that was a fun little interesting thing. And of course, the weather here is starting to take a turn. And today we yeah. did a bunch of outside work. Um, yeah. of course, you know, you know, some of our neighbors think that once it's actually fall, <laughs> you don't have to take your lawnmower out again. Uh, but I. Cut the front grass uh, oh. last week, and it, it looks great. And it, yeah, and it, it pretty much has stopped growing. But in the back, the back, you know, the grass wasn't bad at all in the back because we have all these shade trees. But what happens at this time of the year is all the leaves start coming down, and I do not bag and throw out leaves. I mulch them with my mower, and they go back into the yeah. soil. And you know, we don't use chemicals. We don't do any of that crap. Um, but yeah, so I just basically, uh, I'd say about, uh, maybe, maybe 40 to 50% of the leaves are on the ground now. So I was able to yeah. mow what was there, mulch it. And, uh, and basically I'll have to deal with the rest. However, it happens if I mow them next spring, I mow them next spring, but you know, I don't rake I'm not going to break my back because our yard is beautiful. And what do I do every year? I mulch the leaves. Yep. You know? I mean, the worst problem we have with our backyard is we still need to level it off and get some better drainage in the back. But it's not in... It's not endangering, like, the foundation of anything or or the structure of a building or anything. So, um, it's just... Well, you did that. You mulched the leaves, and I picked some final weeds for the season. And, uh... It was nice to get some natural lighting, you know, and, yeah. and it was lovely. It was kind of nice and sunny this mm-hmm. morning. It was a lovely, sunny it, fall day. Yeah, it was beautiful. That out. hasn't happened a lot. Yeah, and then the forecast was saying, well, you know, wind and rain is going to come through. So it was like, yeah. well, I definitely don't want to mow twice the amount of leaves <laughs> and, and then have them be wet when I do it. You know, I'll yeah. mow this half while it's dry, so I'm trying to work... Smarter, not harder. Um, yeah. And uh, and yeah, and the whole time, you know, we're we're also we just did some sourcing. We went out to a cabin in the woods. Yeah, it was terrifying. And it was kind of terrifying. Yeah, you, was, you we were we were out in the middle of um, Willow Willoughby, right? Willoughby, Willoughby, or Will Willoughby. Yeah, and we were out in rich really. people, rich people in the middle of nowhere territory. Yeah, and huge you, you were houses, like, huge, and it was lawns. really hilly, and we were going up and down the hills, and you know, kind of enjoying the ride. But it's like Ohio is flat. Now I don't know if I. Well, I guess I guess some of you, yeah, you guys. Are, well, some of you from other states listening in the chat room, yeah. Um, Livin is, and so is Michelle. Yeah. Hi guys. Um, but. 
Ohio is really flat because the glaciers came down from Canada and just ripped all of the yeah. mountains and hills in their way out. And I'm not even kidding. It's flat as heck. And I like yeah. it. Well, but then sometimes you go mm-hmm. towards these other cities and you're like, they have hills here? That's so weird. You know. Well, it's close to Erie, Pennsylvania, too. So yeah, it is. is. It's out you, there. Where you've got all the hills. But... So we're driving down this this crazy road. We were on some really weird named roads. Johnny Cake, uh, what, what was it called? Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Qu- Cake Ridge. We Johnny were like, Cake Ridge. I, you were like, I feel like we've been here because, you know, the rural areas they kind of look the same. Yeah. And it's like it was just hillier than normal. But you're like, I feel like I've been here, and I'm like, no, we would have remembered yeah. Johnny Cake Ridge. But then we were we, we so after that, you know, it was kind of you know the dumpier part of town, and then we start getting into these wind, long winding roads, and I'm like, okay, there's some money out here because there are people that have huge, huge tracts of land. Yes, they um, do. But they're not farmers; they just have giant houses and like huge beautiful yards that they pay landscapers to take care of i mean huge acres and acres and acres they're not a neighbor for a mile yeah and um and then we start driving down this really ritzy looking road on the hill and it's beautiful and the houses are huge uh and then i was like and we're going down this road looking for the address for the place and i was like oh i wonder which one of these gorgeous houses what no never mind and we get to the last house on the left. <laughs> yep. We get to the end. And, and it the, was... It was scary. It was awful. It, it was terrifying. It's terrifying to go to other people's houses, but it was like the only house that had tons of stuff in the yard that looked like it was kind of rotting. And then it's like, it had like this hill that you, little stairway that you go up. And, um, and then to the... The front of the door is like, okay, I know the front door is over there, but it just, it goes right up into this gravel driveway and you're just like, well, what the heck is this all about? Yeah, it's like the the driveway is like a freaking 90 degree angle, you know? He went in the house and I sat down on a, on a, you know, like a sawhorse and it broke. Oops. Yeah. And I was like, cause it was completely rotted and I, and I went to like maybe perched it up so the guy wouldn't notice that I just broke his property out in his front yard. And and I couldn't even, like, pitch it together because it was so, like, rotted wood. Yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) But, um, but anyway, so, so, but this guy had, (laughs) this guy had probably about 250 movies. Uh, and he wanted not much money for him. So we paid yeah. way less than a dollar for each one. And he had VHS, and I pretty much knew because I saw where he had them stored, and it looked like it was an attic or a garage, but it wasn't. It was kind of like the mudroom for this. And it, it this this place was kind of like a hunting cabin. It, you know, it, and, uh, and this guy had junk all over the outside, like the door of a pickup truck or something. And, like, but... So I, I kind of took a gamble because, but so many of them were DVDs. I kind of was resigned to saying we're probably going to find some moldy VHS tapes, and there were a couple heartbreakers that were moldy. But yeah. I just threw them right out. That we, you know, we there were a lot less that weren't moldy, yeah. and but there were so many DVDs, and some of the DVDs are grubby. But I'm just cleaning them as I go as we sell them, you know. Uh, but there's some really great 
hard to find stuff in there and a lot of a lot of horror movies and stuff which what we is what we kind of specialize in and the hard to ha- find um dvds horror we needed an injection of horror so we we like yeah definitely everybody for DVDs. at voodoo zombie boutique they're just like yeah we like the horror you know yeah and you know uh, you know we've got tons of horror stuff on vhs but we really need a you know yeah. a better injection of horror on uh dvd um sure and blu-ray of course we're always looking for blu-ray but nobody's really parting with a lot of blu-rays right now but we have a couple of resources to as a way to find them um but yeah so so we went out there the guy was nice enough his dog was way over friendly um way over friendly and i haven't had this happen in a long time but the dog like you know i was friendly to the dog because i like dogs and he jumped up and hit my shoulders. And you know when a dog like jumps up and hit your shoulders, they want to play, hmm. but they're not well trained at all. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, "Hey, buddy, yeah, you can stay down on the ground," you know. Yeah. Well. But I, so- I kind of like had him come over and tried to pet him, but he wasn't into that. He was like, "I'm gonna run around," and I'm like, "All right, have a ball, babe." Well. And yeah. but the the staircase that Susan was talking about, she didn't quite do it justice. Essentially, this hill, this property, <laughs> this property is is cut out, you know, in a hillside. So the house is built into the hillside. Um, yeah. And I walk up the like ninety degree angle of the driveway to the side door, and he's like, "Oh no, come over to this other side." And I go over to the other side, and it is a brick staircase that. It like has several different tiers that wraps around that like kind of like hugs the you know this hillside, and I'm like, oh my god, I've got to carry big ass boxes of movies down these stairs, and I was like, I'm taking it slow, and I I told the guy I was like I was like I guess you probably don't want to drink a lot and use those steps right, and he's <laughs> and he's like yeah, and I said have you ever had anybody fall, and he's like yeah a friend of mine did. And uh, because there's not a handrail, there's not a handrail. It's just like oh, bricks. No. It's bricks, and if you step off the side, you're going down a hill and probably going to hit your face on a tree. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so it's yeah. Scary. So, I, it, it, so it was a little spooky, but you know. And then Susan was like, "Did you see all the guns?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and this she's is how like, focused he is on the movies. Yeah, he didn't I even wasn't... see the big old gun. <laughs> The big old gun cabinet. Yeah, so this guy had a shitload of guns, I guess, and uh, and I totally missed him. But um, mostly just all hunting rifles, you know. I mean, like, it, I could just see him like standing out that back basement door yeah. with a gun, like get off you know? my land. Um, get off my land. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: that place, if that wasn't built as a hunting cabin by a really rich person then i don't i don't know what 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 it is because you know it was built like in the 50s he said and it was it was it was pretty nice but this guy had junk all over it and it did smell musty so there you know i think that it was probably something that somebody actually built themselves and didn't really do a lot of great solid masonry or foundation building because i lived in a place like that in kent yeah back in the day it was a really cool house but it was a wreck because it was it was built by this guy who was a doctor 
he built it himself and the rooms were all weird shaped and like he had this humongous stone fireplace and there was just all kinds of dampness in the basement and it was built into a yeah. hillside too so yeah. you know yeah uh, but yeah, so but this this read a lot is a um, a um, a building that um, somebody you know they just built with the help of their family or whatever, uh, or you know they, they might have paid somebody, but they they were hands on, I guess, because it was a very yeah. strange looking built you know a uh, uh, house. You know that's why I'm like it, this this had to have been a hunting cabin where guys go out and, you know drink and you know. Uh, because it, there were no more houses where, where this was. And I think some of those other houses before it were probably newer. So it's like maybe they kept building houses until they got to the cabin. And they're like, well, we're not building any more houses past that cabin because that place is scary. Mm-hmm. you know. But he said his landlord lived like right next door or a couple of houses down. And if I was his landlord, I'd say, clean this up. Your yard's a mess. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It look maybe like it's the landlord's shit. I don't know. Maybe it's hard to tell. I don't know. So, um, we're well, we're gonna get ready to go to a break. Uh, but when we come back, um, we'll, we'll talk about a, a little bit of selling stuff and everything. But Susan and I are are going to maybe potentially make some of you guys jealous out there, um, because we have such a great luxury oh, yeah, on do. Saturdays on Saturday yeah, nights. We and we're going to, we're going to explain that to you a little bit later. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as for sales though, uh, we, we have, we've had a bit of a slowdown um, after Halloween, but it's starting to pick back up and uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff that we sold after the break. Uh, but you know, we're, you know, we, we actually, you know, we, this has been the most significant slowdown. And we're still consistently listing things, um, but uh, you know we we have uh, uh, you know what we've started listing Christmas movies. Um, yep, and it's Christmas time. Yeah, bye bye Halloween. It's Christmas time. Well, every day is Halloween <laughs> for just like the Winchester Boys. Every day is Halloween for us. Um, because we're always going to keep the horror stuff in there, but you know, if it's if it's like the masks and stuff, no, we're not going to do masks all year round. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah, so the Winchester uh, boys are just like, what? What is it? Every day is Halloween. Who is yeah, that? That's by? What they, is it Al Jorgensen? Um, uh, one of those Halloween songs. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but some interesting stuff that's been hanging out. We finally sold a few things that um, that yeah. uh, uh, that I'm happy about. They've been hanging around for a long time. Um, yeah, we had these two Scooby Doo movies that you know Scooby Doo the movie from 2002 and Scooby Doo Monsters Unleashed. Um, we had somebody buy it for ten bucks, and then it just hung out and they didn't pay for it. And we're like, you gonna pay for this? And so they didn't pay for it. I canceled the order. I relisted it. It immediately sold for two dollars more. Yeah. So that was nice. Um, and then uh, Earthquake with Ava Gardner and Charlton Heston. That that tape has yeah. been around forever. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens Blu-ray. That one was pretty new. Aquaman uh, Blu-ray. 
Very good. Uh, this one I'm very happy about because this was absolutely free to me back in the day, given to me by a friend. I know the person who made the movie. <coughs> Wayne Allen Harold's cult classic, Killer Nerd, starring Toby Radloff. Killer Nerd. Yep. Toby Radloff, who was also in... Um, um, uh, he was a character in uh, American Splendor. Uh, I, yeah. I, I've talked to him a gazillion times. I used to ride the rapid with him because he worked at the VA. Yeah. And uh, and I finally sold that, and I got seventy five bucks for it. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, Oz the Great and Powerful uh, sold two thousand two. Uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, aka Marky Mark and the Monkey Bunch. Um. Mm. That one, oh gosh, that guy was such a pain in the butt. He was from Germany. He ordered it. And he's like, if you only ship to U.S., ship to this, this address. And I'm like, look, if you want me to ship it to that address, you have to set it as your shipping address and then purchase it. I can't change it from your German address. So <clears throat> I think I canceled his order like twice or something. And then he finally got it right. And then... So I sold that. 15 bucks for a sealed copy of Marky Mark and the Monkey Bunch. Uh, sold a copy of Scream 2. Scream movies do very well for us. And a uh, USB flash drive. Uh, 8 gigabyte flash drive to somebody overseas. And that was just something that we had laying around still in the package. And, um, you know, and it had been hanging out. Now, I can't get into anything else outside of uh, Kitten Lady's Big Book of Little Kittens. Which you sold yeah. for charity, so yeah, because the, I um wanted to read it because I really like her YouTube stories about kittens and her YouTube. She just rescues kittens, mm. and uh, God, it's adorable. And um, if you look at the kitten lady on YouTube, um, and so I bought the book and read it, and it's it's really a little kid's book, and I thought, well, I'll just sell it and give the whatever it makes maybe it'll make a lot of money i thought if i put it at auction but it just made five dollars and that five dollars goes back to her kitten charity which See? is uh yeah it's yeah, it's that's good but yeah it's really i i love watching her videos yeah. she'll just be like here is a newborn hours old kitten and then they'll show pictures of the kitten like at two days and three days and and how it changes and it's like I'm not going to rescue kittens. Mm -hmm. I've got it in my hands full with these cats, and it's hard work, you know? Yeah. But and uh, I kind of, I mean, if I had a kitten mm -hmm. that I couldn't find anybody else to rescue it, I'd rescue it. And so. a couple of quick things, too. Also, Foxfire, thank you so much. Susan got the artwork, uh, the, the kiddo art for her Yeah, winning, thank you so beautiful. much. It's so cool. We'll frame that and hang that up um, and somewhere yeah. around our, our workspace. That'll be nice. Um, yeah, that kiddo, would be. King Kiddo watch over us as we uh, work, because three heads are better than one. And, and, yeah, <laughs> and yes, uh, Heather, owning a business is fun. Um, it is absolutely fun. Um I am uh, way too happy uh, doing this. Uh, you know, again, I, I've worked since I was, you know, 14 for for somebody else. You know, before that, I was cutting yeah. grass and, you know, shoveling snow or doing whatever else. You know, but it, it's... Uh, Cleaning it's, tables. 
for a restaurant. Yeah, I mean, my first paycheck job was a dishwasher when I was like 15. Yeah. Um, I've been a dishwasher. I still remember how that thing works. Yeah. Ugh. And, and, you know, uh, you know, it's, but, you know, and then I'm grateful for, for the experience I got at some of the, my better jobs. And then of course I'm grateful to house of blues for keeping me on as long as they did. Um, and you know, I'm sorry if I let them down, but it's just not, it's just not reasonable for me to try and continue working with the general public. The truth is we have a little bit of investments from, you know, our 401k and a little bit of other investments. But the thing is, you've done your time in a cubicle. Yeah. I've done my time in a cubicle. It didn't work out so good. It wasn't horrible. But hey, we can try. We're, we're in a position where we can try something. So we're yeah. going to try working from home. But, I mean, I'm not saying it's all awful, and I'm not definitely not saying, oh, I can never do that again, because I might have to do it again. <laughs> but well, I am yeah. saying that it. Um, I, I've done my time. I'm never doing know? it again. I will sell my comic book collection, you know, to keep <laughs> from doing that again, and my CD collection and my action figure collection. I will sell every last thing I own so I never have to work again. <laughs> All right. I mean, well, you so, know, and that'll be easier when, you know, when it comes for somebody to come, you know, clean our house when we're, you know, yeah. too too old to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's another one of those things where I've talked about is is you know, we have so much stuff and we we're both collectors and we have like crazy amounts of stuff that we enjoy showcasing, putting on shelves. Disgusting, you know, but at the same time, we're kind of like, eh, this was fun. Maybe I could sell it. That could be fun. You yeah. Know? You know, and, and I'm, we're seriously starting uh, thinking about branching out into books now. Um, books yeah. that focus primarily on um, uh, movies. movies, movies, actors, film movements, yeah. things like that, yeah. TV shows. Uh, so, so we're trying to, you know, embrace that because I'm really, I, I, I draw a lot of inspiration from another late friend who died way too young of cancer. Um, Eddie Willie, who used to run the beware yeah. video store and he played yeah. froggy on the ghoul. And that's kind of related to what we're going to talk about when we come back. Um, but, um, I really draw inspiration from the stuff, the way they stocked their store. Because they did have some stuff there for, like, you know, film classics. Okay, you want to see, you know, an old great black and white movie. Here's something we like, we recommend, whatever. But they were more focused on horror and foreign films and independent releases and cult films. And they had a really great selection of books. I would, you know, give my eye teeth to, to for a time machine trip back and you know, uh, buy all those books before they went out of business. Um, but, uh, I, I wouldn't give up any teeth, but a time machine trip would be nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, th that's something we're thinking about doing. And I've already started going through my collection and finding things that I think will go, you know, and, and like things like pulp novels and stuff, old crazy sci-fi, you know, I think that fits right in, you know, with what we're doing doing but yeah 
you know, I've got some books about, you know, movie makers, actors, things like that, that I'm going to, uh, thinking about putting in. I put together like a stack of maybe 15, 20 books that I'm going to start working on. Um, and some like superhero related stuff as well, but not really the graphic novels just yet. Uh, but you know, there's like some valuable stuff. Like there's a wonder woman kids book that comes with a cassette tape. This thing sells for like 30 or 40 bucks. And I was like, all right, I'll put that up. Um, (laughs) something I probably found for a dollar at a yard sale, but, um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I'll tell you what, let's get to what we sold because what this week's, what we sold um, and these are three things I didn't mention yet. Uh, these are the last three things that we sold that, you know, are practical for audio. Um, and this one is the most exciting one yet because it hits on a lot of different things and it's only three items, but we'll explain what these three things are, uh, when we come back. But yeah, so this is, uh, Voodoo Zombie Boutique, what we sold for 11, 11, 2021. <laughs> By a dream. This feeling is so powerful. What we did was unforgivable. I think something terrible may have happened. Possessed by a dark power. I need you to love me. Sometimes he's so evil. Do you understand what you see? I'm frightened. She will awaken a curse of passion. Oh. I will become a creature. It's a superstition, a ghost story. To break this curse, a creature must be killed. By the lady of the castle. I love him. Now she must destroy something that isn't real. Kill this beast. No. To save a love that isn't human. Sherilyn Fenn from Two Moon Junction. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, take it, Russ. This holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. We can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? <laughs> eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but... Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. 
Ah, we're really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. Then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody, come out quick! Look at the lights. They want you to say grace. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. setting damn it <laughs> uh oh that's what uh space ghost there you go uh yeah so no uh, now why this is exciting to me is well meridian is a movie that we've been we've had around for a long time starring sherilyn fenn um and it was uh directed i believe by the same guy who did the reanimator movies um, uh, Meridian, um, I gotta find the, the movie real quick, but it came out in 1990, Meridian Kiss of the Beast, kind of plays a lot like, um, Beauty and the Beast, the TV show, um, but it was, uh, uh, directed by Charles Band, Charles Band, uh, did, uh, let me see. Um, no, he did, he did Trancers. That was what he was big on. Uh, so this is like a full yeah. moon. He did Prehysteria, which is another movie we have. Doll Man versus Demonic Toys. Blood Dolls. Ginger Dead Man. Uh, you know, Evil Bong. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, so this guy, Charles Band, it's a, it's a fun looking movie. I bet Michelle has probably seen it. Um, and, uh, but uh, no, and we sold that. That's unsealed, but it's tested. So that is something from our store that we recently sold, uh, just sold, and we sold it to a collector um, because that's somebody who's going to watch it. All right, now the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, that was a factory sealed one. I, uh, I sold it for like 20 bucks. That was the average price, so I just was like 20 bucks. Really nice, has some studio stamps on it. That probably is going to a flipper. Almost certain probably. this guy's a flipper. He's going to probably get it graded. 
I bet if I if uh, I went to his um, yeah, he's selling like uh, right now. He's just selling like Philadelphia and Lakers jerseys. Usually, somebody like that they're buying it because they see it as an investment. They'll get it graded and try and sell it. And I've seen a graded ones of Christmas Vacation in nice shape sell for like 115 bucks. We're not doing that because then we have to send it off, wait forever for it to come back and you know pay $60 to have it done, and then we double our profit. This one, this tape, this came from a collection that's already paid for itself, so this is just gravy. You know, yeah. 20 bucks for that's gravy. And after fees and shipping and everything, that comes out to like 13, 14 bucks. That's fine. Uh, and then the DVD, we sold both copies back to back to two different people Space Ghost and Dino yeah. Boy, the complete series from 1967. We had two factory sealed um, DVD sets. So those are selling to people who, you know, they're DVD collectors and they want a, a nice set. Um, so, so we're hitting, you know, hitting different people constantly. Yeah. And that's why this one, this, what we sold was really exciting to me. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I just thought the audio contrast was really fun too, <laughs> you know, and man, that space ghost cartoon. I loved that as a kid so much, <laughs> so much. And, um, but, uh, and uh, yeah, so that uh, brings us to um, what we want to talk about. Um, this is really exciting because we just discovered it, and they uh, there is. Uh, let me share this, share their Facebook page for everybody before I spoil it. But on Saturdays, as many of you know, we all love a lot of us here. We love watching Sven Gulli. Um, yeah, and, and that comes on at uh, 8 p.m. every Saturday on MeTV, right? And then for us in Cleveland, we are lucky enough to have on... We just at, found it. Just found we it. We just found it because they just changed their time on WUAB Channel 43 out of Cleveland is uh the big bad b movie show yeah with uh, Le uh Lenore uh Lenora and Leopold Leopold and Lenora's yeah. uh Saturday night movie uh yeah. the last the last one was uh uh first spaceship on venus yeah uh they did uh what was the other one missile to the moon uh was before that but we've only seen like 3 episodes of this um, the thing is, and I think yeah. another reason why we missed it is because when you're looking at the um, at the thing on the TV, it just says, here's the movie they're playing. It just says the movie. It doesn't say it's a show playing the movie, you know? So, mm -hmm. oh, well. But, I mean, we were excited. So, yeah, it was just like four weeks ago. Um, they shifted uh their their time frame um yeah i'm looking at their their facebook page they started with the manster four weeks ago then they did then uh the uh uh i think they they premiered with house on haunted hill so but anyway yeah so check check them out um leopold uh, uh leopold and lenora and 
not only that, they are great horror hosts. They are funny. They are clever. Uh, I do like Svanguli a lot, but I think that these guys are funnier than Svanguli. Uh, they yeah. they wrote some really good sketches, and not only that, they poked a lot of fun at horror hosts of the past here in Cleveland. Yeah. Because so many people were re- recycling the idea of Goulardi by doing the ghoul and son of ghoul and, you know. And, Ghoul's ghoul and Ghoulie Goolerson. And, yeah, you know. so, so for the longest time, it was just kind of this retread, you know, outside of like Big Chuck and Little John. That's that's pretty much what we had. and But they had some sketches uh, last week. I was crying. They were so funny. <laughs> Uh, now, unlike Spanguli, they don't do something every break. You know, they don't reintroduce it. Um, they, you know, so sometimes it goes straight back into the movie, then goes to a commercial, then comes back, and and then they they do their sketches or whatever. But um, I, I, if you guys, I don't know if there's a way to watch this outside of watching it on Channel Forty Three. Um, it looks yes, like. You uh, do. Oh, Roku? Oh, you, I mean, they're not going to do it live, but they put it on YouTube. Previous episodes are on oh, YouTube. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, but uh, it, but it says uh, Roku, Fire TV, and Apple TV. Uh, you can get... Oh, see? Uh, yeah, it says uh, you can get uh, cool. the CW43 from Cleveland. Um so so yeah you know so so i mean how amazing is that that we have not one but two horror hosts that we can watch and really re-experience some of these great old bad movies um in Mm. in a in a really cool way and they don't just trash the film either they they you know actually um you know do a pretty deep dive a lot like spanguli does with you know the making of and who was in it and stuff like that yeah so, so that's nice, you know, unlike, and, and they did have a, they had a really funny thing about like making fun of the ghoul host. They're like, yeah, hey, what you need to do is play Dracula and say, Hey, that guy's a real pain in the neck. It's a real pain in the neck it, it, because, <laughs> and then there was, and then they kind of addressed like some of the misogyny that that's gone on w- with, uh, yeah. with some, you know, past horror hosts and, uh yeah. Lenora is is great. She's she's like the logical um uh next, you know, the the inheritor to the legacy of Elvira in my humble opinion. Yeah. Um because she's got her own own unique style. Uh you know, they're not they you know, uh they they kind of do kind of a 60s mod kind of feel to what they do a little bit here and there. And if you send them a postcard, they'll send you a free autograph, uh, uh, photograph. So we're actually thinking about sending them a fun little care package. Yeah, yeah. Or at least a fan letter. Yeah. Do a fan letter to start out. I think I want to make them a skull or, like, you know, paint up one of the skulls that I have and send it off to them or something. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, so, and I, I might even see if I can get these, uh, oh, they did White Zombie the the other night, too. That was really fun. And then you can plan, then you can play Danzig, I Want Your Skulls. There you go. Um, yes. Oh, no, that was their Halloween show, um, The yeah. was uh, uh, White Zombie. So. Yeah. So that was fun. 
And uh, yeah, I forgot how much I loved White Zombie. I used to. That's a movie that I used to own on VHS back in the day. Um, you know, I, I probably was inspired to buy it because you know Rob Zombie had his band, and I was listening to them a little bit, and I was like, wait, there's a movie called White Zombie. What's this all about? And I got it, and I was like, oh, it's the guy who's Dracula. This is great, Bela Lugosi. Um, but yeah, it, it, the, these guys, you know, go to their Facebook page, the Big Bad B Movie Show, live in. I think you guys are really get a kick at them. And uh, Lenora, she, uh, she's pretty great. <laughs> I'll just oh, leave it. At that. I had no idea. My goodness. Well, mm. well. well. Uh oh, she does live in Cleveland too. Oh no. Um, yeah, so that's the cool thing. Like, we have two shows on Saturday, and now we've got a local one that's downtown, fifteen minutes away. So I think we should we should have more. We should have more. We should have one on Friday from another network. We should have one on Sunday night with another network. You know why sure. not? Everybody should have. A movie. I mean, it's oh. kind of the cheapest. Tons of kind, them. It's the cheapest form of television, local TV that you can make is have a horror host, yeah. get a cheap movie that doesn't cost much or public domain, shoot twenty to thirty minutes of filler, you know, with the jokes and everything, and you know, there you go. Yeah, so. love it, hate it, do whatever, you know, make fun of it. Love it, whatever you feel like doing that day, and uh, people eat it up. I, I think that, that I guess because you and I aren't too into sports, we kind of think of that as a um, you know, a local commodity, exciting yeah, commodity, yeah, that we well, get excited and feel a sense of you know, um, pride in your town, you know. So, oh yeah, and um, yeah. Uh, but you know, I these guys they are the, their jokes are funny, they're entertaining, they're funny guys. you know they're not too over the top with uh you know their uh, with their camp or anything like that, and they're just they're just great. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to, and they do give you some information, and they give you some you know. Like, here's some information on this movie. Here's some things that happen in this movie. And then they do try to go, oh, here's a silly joke. So, you know, they keep it both ways. Keep it light. Yeah. What so, and, and what was another interesting thing is I was reading an article about this. And okay. one of their biggest uh, set, uh, set, uh, set of viewers that they had well, when they were in their old time slot, their like their nine o'clock time slot was people in jail, people in in you know the in Cleveland prison. Um, you know they. Um, hang on, I gotta find the picture. I just saved a picture of them. So yeah, well they they were watching it, you know, and on the public tele on their yeah communal and, television, and they can't watch there, and all these guys are sad because they can't, you know, lights out, you know, they they can't watch a movie at 11 o'clock you know in prison so uh they had a thought, prison kids yeah they had so a prison. stay out of prison or you miss out on the late night horror hose um <laughs> that's that's the I, I love watching 
movies they didn't But like, look at these two. I they're adorable. Person. These two are adorable. Look at them. Yeah. So they have adorable. a fun set. They they have they you know, they dress well, they're funny, they write <laughs> great jokes. So Yeah. Uh, I don't know who they're if they if other people write but I mean, they had some pretty funny, pretty funny stuff. I mean, uh, they yeah. they they got me laughing a lot more than Spanguli typically gets me laughing. You know, it, uh, he yeah. does. Th I'm not trying to take away from Spanguli. He's been doing what he's been doing forever. Um, yeah. but uh, you know these, you know these guys, they're smart. They're you know their approach to mo humor is more modern, and you know they and and again, I appreciated them. Um, yeah you know, kind of knocking the, the, you know, how lazy the jokes used to be on some of these local shows, you know, Oh, yeah. Dracula, he's a real pain in the neck. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Adam says a B movie in every home and a riff in every mouth. <laughs> there you go. Um, and yeah, that would be, that would be great. I think, you know, if we had lots of B movie hosts, they had different shows. You know, I'm not going to say that, you know, compare and contrast which one I like better because I, I like them all. And sometimes I don't like everything they do. But, you know, it would be great to have more. So hey, the more people with black makeup around their eyes on uh, TV, uh, you know, <laughs> introducing, uh, um, you know, a, a bad movie. That's great. Yeah. And again, you know, they, uh, they really, uh, they know their stuff. They're, res they're respectful. Uh, yeah. And again, they, they have a, an upbeat, modern sense of humor, which is, uh, which is refreshing. Yeah. So, um, you know, more than just bad puns. Because uh, they, I don't know, there was one that made me howl last week. Um, but yeah, so check them out. Uh, big Bad Movie, Big Bad B Movie. On uh, the the just go to their Facebook page. I posted that above, um, yeah. and um, you know, give them a like and see if you can watch some of their sketches. You'll love these guys. They're funny. They're uh, they really are. <laughs> I'm not just you know, you know, saying saying that just because you know they're from Cleveland. I mean, I you know, if it was bad, I wouldn't watch it. But it's good. Yeah. It's really really well. Really yeah, good if show. you have um, B movie shows in your town because then tell us about them i think Maybe there might be a resurgence on youtube too you know i think you know through fun. the going going through the pandemic and, and you know television stations trying to stay afloat there might become like some kind of competition to you know kind yeah. of out out cheese or out you know um movie host somebody but then again i hope uh leopold and lenora don't get competition in cleveland because I think they're great, and I want I want to see them do really well because they're top notch, top top notch. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that was our well, big was... surprise uh, story for everybody tonight. Yeah. And uh, sorry, prisoners. We're gonna Aww, take we're we're gonna guys. we're gonna watch them from here. So I just want to watch the movies. Yeah, I think yeah. they probably want to see Lenora or Leopold. They're both attractive people. So, um, but, uh, but anyway, uh, oh, the kiddo drop is, uh, oh, yeah. she's gonna, uh, Foxfire is going to do the kiddo drop here shortly. Cool. So, and thank you. Uh, the, the sneak peek or the kiddo drop? Um, I think she's going to just do the drop. So, okay. 
Yeah. So, yeah, she wants to make sure you have time to color. Yeah, and I appreciate that. So, so, you know, if it's the first time you've been here, which, when would it be? Uh, one of our uh, members of our chat room, Foxfire505, likes to draw a picture of Kiddo, the three-headed serpent, and Ken colors them. So... He gets into all kinds of wacky situations. Wacky misadventures. So, He's kind of our... Uh, oh, look at that. Oh, oh my gosh. Goodness. Wow. Wow. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's so, give us a couple minutes. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and go to the break. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, our story time segment of Time for Go to Bed right after this. Uh, oh, wait, I guess i got to have something lined up. Yeah, well, here's some commercials. When you're looking for a treat to freshen taste and keep breath sweet, get double smoothness, flavor too. Get the gum that's double good to chew. Double your pleasure, double your fun with double good, double good, double mint gum. This is Sandy Becker saying, keep cooking with Crisco. <laughs> it's all vegetable. It's Digestible. Once upon a time there was an engineer. Choo Choo Charlie was his name, we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He used good and plenty candy to make his train run. Charlie says, Love my good and plenty. Charlie says, Really rings the bell. Charlie says, Love my good and plenty. Don't know any other candy that I love so well. Lucky beer. Finest ingredients aged for flavor. That's Lucky Lager. Flavor that's entertaining, enthusiastic, a very exciting beer. Lucky beer, premium beer, lucky premium beer. Keep the refrigerator stocked with Kraft's famous cheese food, Velveeta, to spread or slice for swell toasted sandwiches. Velveeta's a natural for late evening snacks, you know, because it's digestible as milk itself. These days, you really ought to be buying rich golden Velveeta in the two-pound size. So you'll have plenty for snacks and also to melt for economical meatless main dishes. Remember, smooth melting Velveeta helps supply the protein you expect from a main dish, but the price is low. Tomorrow, get Kraft's famous Velveeta. This program is brought to you by the makers of Popsicle, Budgicle, and Creamsicle, those delicious frozen confections on a stick. Now I have a swell surprise for you. The famous winner of the typical American boy contest has now become Popsicle Pete. And here's a message from him. Hello, everybody. I sure am glad to meet you. And boy, am I glad I was picked to be the typical American boy. Because now I'm Popsicle Pete. I always wanted to be on the radio. And now I have a chance to tell you about some wonderful presents you can get. Free. See, you ought to see them. Hundreds of them. You get them just for saving bags from Misty Popsicle... Pudgical and creamsicle. Some gifts, even better than Christmas. You can get a wristwatch, a movie camera, table tennis, a wallet, a doll. See, lots of gifts. Just save the bags from pop popsicle, creamsicle, and fudgicle on a handy stick. Boy, did they taste good. Wholesome, too, and nourishing. 
made fresh every day of the finest ingredients. The biggest five cents worth anywhere. And say, kids, get the free illustrated popsicle gift list at your ice cream store. A free coupon comes with it, worth ten bags. Dentists know what cleans teeth best. And over 4,000 dentists say Colgate tooth powder with a two-minute routine gets teeth sparkling and super clean. So to remove dull film and get your teeth shining clean, just brush teeth two minutes morning and night with Colgate tooth powder. Brush inside, outside, and biting surface. To keep your dog in top condition, get your pet complete nutrition. Feed them sturdy, make them sturdy, happy, friendly, pecky, furry. Any dog can be a winner if he eats some sturdy dinner. Feed them sturdy, beefy sturdy, that's with that insist on sturdy. Ask any dog who's tasted it, the doggy with the bit. You sturdy dinner, dog food is delicious. Hi, Charlie. What you watching? Ballet. Oh, how is it? Too soon to tell. So far, it's been nothing but dancing. But I'll watch it anyway. To show Starkist my good taste. But Charlie, Starkist don't want tunas with good taste. Starkist wants tunas that taste good. Hey, that's for me. Sorry, Charlie. Only good tasting tuna get to be Starkist. Good tasting, 100% prime fillet. This is good tasting tuna. Get Starkist tuna. Note the name. Starkist. From San Francisco comes. Right. Aroni, the San Francisco treat. Right, Aroni, the flavor can't be beat. One pan, no boiling, cooking ease. A flavor that is sure to please. Right, Aroni, the San Francisco treat. Rice Aroni, the delicious break from potatoes. Now in six fabulous flavors. One pan, no boiling, cooking ease. A flavor that is sure to please. Right, alone, the San Francisco treat. Oh. So the gentle music, it kind of... You can focus on it, but you can't focus on it. Just background music. It's oh, yeah. Thank you again, Foxfire505, for the fun picture of Kiddo from today. But also from the picture of Kiddo you mailed me. Also, yeah, that's really great. For, for Kiddo in the Halloween costume. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, this one, uh, I, I love this. It's entitled, uh, Kiddo Discovers the Fact that Halloween is, in fact, over. <laughs> yeah. And he, he is uh, uh, dressed up as a big old tarantula, and he's scaring the kidlets. Yeah. That, I mean, it's true. That, that is terrifying. The idea that he might have just morphed into a strange monster. And it's but, a um, doggone shame that Halloween is over, so I feel Kiddo's pain. Yeah. You know, you can enjoy parts of Halloween. Actually, I watched a, um, another YouTuber um, that was basically making, instead of a Christmas tree, they were making, what do they call it? Oh, I, I forget. But anyway, it was like... The Halloween bush? A Halloween Christmas tree, yeah. <laughs> a Halloween bush. Halloween bush. A Halloween yeah. shrubbery. A shrubbery. Oh, Lord. 
Yeah. So from Roger. I don't know. You can you can enjoy Halloween and the rest of the other holidays. The holidays that uh you can taint the current holidays we're going through and taint them as maybe a little Halloweeny. Sure. Why not? Why not? I was thinking and I haven't even talked to you about this that when we get out our uh, vintage silver tree that we always decorate Maybe we should do a use all the black ornaments, make it a little Halloweeny. Make it Gap circa two thousand one. Did they do that? They made everything Halloweeny. No, just the oh, color. The color scheme was like black and white and silver, and it's like there is no more color. The terrorist of one, you know. <laughs> well, we could do a, a instead of a Christmas tree. You could do a cryptmas tree. Oh. Get it? See what I did there? That's what it is. Cryptmas tree. tree. So maybe and put we've got your some Christmas black ornaments, a, some a, silver ornaments. Put it in a coffin. Put some skulls on it. Cryptmas. Yeah. Tales yeah. from the Cryptmas tree. Uh, <laughs> that's not too hard to say. Uh, it's not too what? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, everybody's nice. hate. Everybody's hating on daylight savings time. Don't worry, guys. I'm there, right with you. It's it's horrid. I think it's a necessary evil. It messes with me a little bit, but you know, I don't have a good sense of time, so I really shouldn't. I can't tell what time it is at all. At all, anyways. Yeah. So. A lot like we have a normal sleep schedule around these parts anyway. Just, the, you know, another monkey wrench to throw things in there. Because I do my best work late at night. Um, That's true. You know, I, I, I find the, the quiet, the, you know, without, you know, traffic or too much, you know, noisy neighbors and, you know, barking yeah. dogs and everything. You know, I... That's why we're I, the best neighbors ever. Because yeah. we're always up at retard... It's, I'm sorry, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, I said the R word. Beat me off. Um, beep me out. Uh, uh, we're up at ridiculous hours of the night, like, and and we do occasionally look out on the streets. Anybody out there? Anyone out there doing anything? Well, you know. And but I, the lights are always on. Yeah, I mean, I try to to dim them, you know, to in the front of the house while we're working in the back of the house. But you know, I'm always running out to the garage and everything too. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm taking product out and filing it away, Mostly. you know, and, yeah. you know, getting orders, because uh, that's where most of our stock is. Um, yeah. You know, we have changed things around a little bit. We have our storefront, which is a, a glass case where we try and keep most of our really valuable factory sealed stuff, uh, VHS-wise, sure. and in here, and yeah. climate control and everything. Um, we call it store. Yeah. Yeah. So... So yeah, but anyway, we, the, we, we, the we day should... the you know uh, me uh, the the changing into night. Just even though we're going towards Thanksgiving, Christmas, keep in mind the darkness is increasing. The night is getting longer until December twenty third or the twenty first. I forget which. The nights will continue to envelop your days. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, depresso. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I, I need to start coloring, and we need to start listening to, uh, the next chapter in The Road to Oz, so, uh, let's go ahead and get to that, I, we have, uh, chapter 7 and 8 tonight to listen to, you, you all set? Yep, ready to all go. Right, here we go. Chapter 7 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7 The Shaggy Man's Transformation They found the houses of the town all low and square and built of bricks, neatly whitewashed inside and out. The houses were not set in rows, forming regular streets, but placed here and there in a haphazard manner which made it puzzling for a stranger to find his way. Stupid people must have streets and numbered houses in their cities to guide them where they go, observed the gray donkey, as he walked before the visitors on his hind legs in an awkward but comical manner. But clever donkeys know their way without such absurd marks. Moreover, a mixed city is much prettier than one with straight streets. Dorothy did not agree with this, but she said nothing to contradict it. Presently she saw a sign on a house that read, Madame de Fake, Hoofist, and she asked their conductor, What's a Hoofist, please? One who reads your fortune in your hoofs, replied the great donkey. Oh, I see, said the little girl. You are quite civilized here. Dunkiton, he replied, is the center of the world's highest civilization. They came to a house where two youthful donkeys were whitewashing the wall, and Dorothy stopped a moment to watch them. They dipped the ends of their tails, which were much like paintbrushes, into a pail of whitewash, backed up against the house, and wagged their tails right and left until the whitewash was rubbed on the wall, after which they dipped these funny brushes in the pail again and repeated the performance. That must be fun, said Button Bright. No, it's work, replied the old donkey, but we make our youngsters do all the whitewashing to keep them out of mischief. Don't they go to school? asked Dorothy. All donkeys are born wise, was the reply, so the only school we need is the school of experience. Books are only for those who know nothing, and so are obliged to learn from other people. In other words, the more stupid one is, the more he thinks he knows observed the shaggy man. The gray donkey paid no attention to this speech, because he had just stopped before a house which had painted over the doorway a pair of hoofs with a donkey tail between them and a rude crown and scepter above. I'll see if his magnificent majesty, King Kickabray, is at home, said he. He lifted his head and called, Wee-haw! 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 three times, in a shocking voice, turning about and kicking with his heels against the panel of the door. For a time there was no reply, then the door opened far enough to permit a donkey's head to stick out and look at them. It was a white head, with big awful ears and round solemn eyes. "'Have the foxes gone?' it asked in a trembling voice. They haven't been here, most stupendous majesty, replied the gray one. The new arrivals prove to be travelers of distinction. Oh, said the king in a relieved tone of voice, let them come in. 
He opened the door wide, and the party marched into a big room, which, Dorothy thought, looked quite unlike a king's palace. There were mats of woven grasses on the floor, and the place was clean and neat, but His Majesty had no other furniture at all, perhaps because he didn't need it. He squatted down in the center of the room, and a little brown donkey ran and brought a big gold crown, which it placed on the monarch's head, and a golden staff with a jeweled ball at the end of it, which the king held between his front hoofs as he sat upright. Now then, said his majesty, waving his long ears gently to and fro, tell me why you are here and what you expect me to do for you. He eyed Button Bright rather sharply, as if afraid of the little boy's queer head, though it was the shaggy man who undertook to reply. Most noble and supreme ruler of Dunkington, he said, trying not to laugh at the solemn king's face. We are strangers traveling through your dominions, and have entered your magnificent city, because the road led through it, and there was no way to go around. All we desire is to pay our respects to your majesty, the cleverest king in all the world, I'm sure, and then to continue on our way. This polite speech pleased the king very much. Indeed, it pleased him so much that it proved an unlucky speech for the shaggy man. Perhaps the love magnet helped to win his majesty's affections as well as the flattery, but however this may be, the white donkey looked kindly upon the speaker and said, Only a donkey should be able to use such fine big words. And you are too wise and admirable in all ways to be a mere man. Also, I feel that I love you as well as I do my own favored people. So I will bestow upon you the greatest gift within my power, a donkey's head. As he spoke, he waved his jewel staff. Although the shaggy man cried out and tried to leap backward and escape it, it proved of no use. Suddenly his own head was gone, and a donkey head appeared in its place, a brown shaggy head, so absurd and droll that Dorothy and Polly both broke into merry laughter, and even Button Bright's fox face wore a smile. "'Dear me, dear me!' cried the shaggy man, feeling of his shaggy new head and his long ears. "'What a misfortune! What a great misfortune!' Give me back my own head, you stupid king, if you love me at all. Don't you like it? asked the king, surprised. Hee-haw, I hate it. Take it away quick, said the shaggy man. But I can't do that, was the reply. My magic works only one way. I can do things, but I can't undo them. You'll have to find the truth pond and bathe in its water in order to get back your own head. But I advise you not to do that. This head is much more beautiful than the old one. That's a matter of taste, said Dorothy. Where is the truth pond? asked the shaggy man earnestly. Somewhere in the land of Oz, but just the exact location of it I cannot tell, was the answer. Don't worry, shaggy man, said Dorothy, smiling, because her friend wagged his new ears so comically. If the truth pond is in Oz, we'll be sure to find it when we get there. Oh, are you going to the land of Oz? asked King Kickabray. 
I don't know, she replied, but we've been told we are nearer the land of Oz than to Kansas, and if that's so, the quickest way for me to get home is to find Ozma. Oh, oh, do you know the mighty Princess Ozma? asked the king, his tone both surprised and eager. Course I do. She's my friend, said Dorothy. Then perhaps you'll do me a favor, continued the white donkey, much excited. What is it? she asked. Perhaps you can get me an invitation to Princess Ozma's birthday celebration, which will be the grandest royal function ever held in Fairyland. I'd love to go. Hee-haw! You deserve punishment rather than reward for giving me this dreadful head, said the shaggy man sorrowfully. I wish you wouldn't say hee-haw so much, Polychrome begged him. It makes cold chills run down my back. But I can't help it, my dear. My donkey head wants to bray continually, he replied. Doesn't your fox head want to yelp every minute, he asked Button Bright. Don't know, said the boy, still staring at the shaggy man's ears. These seemed to interest him greatly, and the sight also made him forget his own fox head, which was a comfort. What do you think, Polly? Shall I promise the donkey king an invitation to Ozma's party? asked Dorothy of the Rainbow's daughter, who was flitting about the room like a sunbeam because she could never keep still. Do as you please, dear, answered Polychrome. He might help to amuse the guests of the princess. Then if you will give us some supper and a place to sleep tonight, and let us get started on our journey early tomorrow morning, said Dorothy to the king, I'll ask Ozma to invite you, if I happen to get to Oz. Good! Hee-haw! Excellent! cried Kickabray, much pleased. You shall all have fine suppers and good beds. What food would you prefer, a bran mash or ripe oats in the shell? Neither one, replied Dorothy promptly. Perhaps plain hay or some sweet juicy grass would suit you better, suggested Kickabray musingly. Is that all you have to eat? asked the girl. What more do you desire? Well, you see, we're not donkeys, she explained. So we're used to other food. The foxes gave us a nice supper in Foxville. We like some dewdrops and miss cakes, said Polychrome. I'd prefer apples and a ham sandwich, declared the shaggy man, for although I've a donkey head, I still have my own particular stomach. I want pie, said Button Bright. I think some beefsteak and chocolate layer cake would taste best, said Dorothy. Hee-haw, I declare, exclaimed the king. It seems each of you wants a different food. How queer all living creatures are, except donkeys. And donkeys like you are queerest of all, laughed Polychrome. Well, decided the king, I suppose my magic staff will produce the things you crave. If you are lacking in good taste, it is not my fault. With this he waved his staff with a jeweled ball, and before them instantly appeared a tea-table, set with linen and pretty dishes, and on the table were the very things each had wished for. Dorothy's beefsteak was smoking hot, and the shaggy man's apples were plump and rosy-cheeked. The king had not thought to provide chairs, so they all stood in their places around the table and ate with good appetite, being hungry. The rainbow's daughter found three tiny dewdrops on a crystal plate, and Button Bright, 
had a big slice of apple pie, which he devoured eagerly. Afterward, the king called the brown donkey, which was his favorite servant, and bade it lead his guests to the vacant house where they had to pass the night. It had only one room and no furniture except beds of clean straw and a few mats of woven grasses, but our travelers were contented with these simple things because they realized it was the best the donkey king had to offer them. As soon as it was dark, they lay down on the mats and slept comfortably until morning. At daybreak there was a dreadful noise throughout the city. Every donkey in the place brayed. When he heard this, the shaggy man woke up and called out, Hee-haw! as loud as he could. Stop that, said Button Bright in a cross voice. Both Dorothy and Polly looked at the shaggy man reproachfully. I couldn't help it, my dears, he said, as if ashamed of his bray, but I'll try not to do it again. Of course they forgave him, for as he still had the love magnet in his pocket, they were all obliged to love him as much as ever. They did not see the king again, but Kickabray remembered them, for a table appeared again in their room with the same food upon it as on the night before. Don't want pie for breakfast, said Button Bright. I'll give you some of my beefsteak, proposed Dorothy. There's plenty for us all. That suited the boy better, but the shaggy man said he was content with his apples and sandwiches, although he ended the meal by eating Button Bright's pie. Polly liked her dewdrops and missed cakes better than any other food, so they all enjoyed an excellent breakfast. Toto had the scraps left from the beefsteak, and he stood up nicely on his hind legs while Dorothy fed them to him. Breakfast ended, they passed through the village to the side opposite that by which they had entered, the brown servant donkey guiding them through the maze of scattered houses. There was the road again, leading far away into the unknown country beyond. King Kickabray says you must not forget his invitation said the brown donkey, as they passed through the opening in the wall. I shan't, promised Dorothy. Perhaps no one ever beheld a more strangely assorted group than the one which now walked along the road, through pretty green fields and past groves of feathery pepper trees and fragrant mimosa. Polychrome, her beautiful gauzy robes floating around her like a rainbow cloud, went first dancing back and forth, and darting now here to pluck a wild flower, or there to watch a beetle crawl across the path. Toto ran after her at times, barking joyously the while, only to become sober again and trot along at Dorothy's heels. The little Kansas girl walked holding Button Bright's hand clasped in her own, and the wee boy with his fox head, covered by the sailor hat, presented an odd appearance. Strangest of all, perhaps, was the shaggy man with his shaggy donkey head, who shuffled along in the rear with his hands thrust deep in his big pockets. None of the party was really unhappy. All were straying in an unknown land and had suffered more or less annoyance and discomfort, but they realized they were having a fairy adventure in a fairy country and were much interested in finding out what would happen next. End of chapter 7 I'm telling you what, if somebody transformed my head into that of another <laughs> animals... Gems <laughs> would be fighting words. Oh my god. 
It's happened twice yeah, now. Poor Button Bright's too dumb to really care. Yeah. So, uh, he's, he's sad about it. He doesn't like being a fox face. Or a, you know, a horse head. Yeah. Horse head. Oh, look at that. Oh, isn't that cute? Ooh, scary red background. Oh, yeah. I wanted the terror to really show. <laughs> I never thought that there would be a, a terror. Scary. You know, but th this is this is cute and scary. It is. It's yeah. Well, he, he's regretting his actions, too, I think. Yeah, well, he, he just... He just never wanted Halloween to end, and here he is in the scary costume, and they're just like, ah! Kill it before it lays eggs. Yeah. Yeah, that so. reminds me of that one YouTube with the dog in the spider costume. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Those funny. are great. Yeah. Um... So anyway, yeah, so all right, our next chapter is uh, all lined up and raring to go. Um, this one is shorter, and uh, let me open the right thing here. Uh, but this is, uh, yeah, only nine minutes. This is uh, chapter eight. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, and thank you again, Foxfire. That was a lot of fun to color. So uh, let's get back Oops. on... Back on the road. Chapter 8 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 8 The Musiker. About the middle of the forenoon, they began to go up a long hill. By and by, this hill suddenly dropped down into a pretty valley where the travelers saw, to their surprise, a small house standing by the roadside. It was the first house they had seen, and they hastened into the valley to discover who lived there. No one was in sight as they approached, but when they began to get nearer the house, they heard queer sounds coming from it. They could not make these out at first, but as they became louder, our friends thought they heard a sort of music, like that made by a wheezy hand organ. The music fell upon their ears in this way. Tiddle whittle little oom bum bum oom bum bum oom bum bum tiddle 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 oom bum bum oom bum bum ba. What is it? A band or a mouth organ? asked Dorothy. Don't know, said Button Bright. Sounds to me like a played out phonograph, said the shaggy man, lifting his enormous ears to listen. Oh, there just couldn't be a phonograph in fairyland, cried Dorothy. It's rather pretty, isn't it? asked Polychrome, trying to dance to the strains. Tiddle whittle little oom bum bum oom bum bum oom bum bum came the music to their ears more distinctly as they drew nearer the house. Presently they saw a little fat man sitting on a bench before the door. He wore a red braided jacket that reached to his waist, a blue waistcoat, and white trousers with gold stripes down the sides. On his bald head was perched a little round red cap held in place by a rubber elastic underneath his chin. His face was round, his eyes a faded blue, and he wore white cotton gloves. The man leaned on a stout gold-headed cane, bending forward on his seat to watch his visitors approach. Singularly enough, the musical sounds they had heard seemed to come from the inside of the fat man himself, for he was playing no instrument, nor was any to be seen near him. They came up and stood in a row, staring at him, and he stared back, 
while the queer sounds came from him as before. Tiddle little little oom bum bum oom bum bum Whittle whittle little oom bum bum oom bum bum ba. Why, he's a regular musicker, said Button Bright. What's a musicker? asked Dorothy. Him, said the boy. Hearing this, the fat man sat up a little stiffer than before, as if he had received a compliment, and still came the sounds. Tiddle whittle little oom bum bum oom bum bum oom. Stop it, cried the shaggy man earnestly. Stop that dreadful noise. The fat man looked at him sadly and began his reply. When he spoke, the music changed, and the words seemed to accompany the notes. He said, or rather sang, It isn't a noise that you hear, but music harmonic and clear. My breath makes me play like an organ all day. That bass note is in my left ear. How funny! exclaimed Dorothy. He says his breath makes the music. That's all nonsense, declared the shaggy man. But now the music began again, and they all listened carefully. My lungs are full of reeds like those in organs. Therefore, I suppose, if I breathe in or out my nose, the reeds are bound to play. So as I breathe to live, you know, I squeeze my music as I go. I'm very sorry this is so. Forgive my piping, pray. Poor man, said Polychrome. He can't help it. What a great misfortune it is. Yes, replied the shaggy man. We are only obliged to hear his music a short time until we leave him and go away. But the poor fellow must listen to himself as long as he lives. And that is enough to drive him crazy, don't you think so? Don't know, said Button Bright. Toto said, Wow, wow, and the others laughed. Perhaps that's why he lives all alone, suggested Dorothy. Yes, if he had neighbors, they might do him an injury, responded the shaggy man. All this while, the little fat musicker was breathing the notes, tiddle tiddle little oom bum bum, and they had to speak loud in order to hear themselves. The shaggy man said, Who are you, sir? The reply came in the shape of this sing-song. I'm Allegra de Capo, a very famous man. Just find another higher low to match me if you can. Some people try but can't to play and have to practice every day. But I've been musical always since first my life began. Why, I believe he's proud of it, exclaimed Dorothy. And seems to me I've heard worse music than he makes. Where? asked Button Bright. I've forgotten just now. But Mr. de Capo is certainly a strange person, isn't he? and perhaps he's the only one of his kind in all the world. This praise seemed to please the little fat musicker, for he swelled out his chest, looked important, and sang as follows. I wear no band around me, and yet I am a band. I do not strain to make my strains, but on the other hand, my toot is always destitute of flats or other errors, to see sharp and be natural or for me but minor terrors. I don't quite understand that, said Polychrome, with a puzzled look, but perhaps it's because I'm accustomed only to the music of the spheres. What's that? asked Button Bright. Oh, Polly means the atmosphere and the hemisphere, I suppose, explained Dorothy. Oh, said Button Bright. Bow wow, said Toto. But the musicker was still breathing his constant oom-bum-bum, oom-bum-bum, 
and it seemed to jar on the shaggy man's nerves. "'Stop it, can't you?' he cried angrily. "'Or breathe in a whisper, or put a clothespin on your nose. Do something, anyhow.' But the fat one, with a sad look, sang this answer. Music has charms, and it may soothe even the savage, they he say. So if savage you feel, just list to my reel, for sooth to say that's the real way. The shaggy man had to laugh at this, and when he laughed he stretched his donkey mouth wide open, said Dorothy, I don't know how good his poetry is, but it seems to fit the notes, so that's all that can be expected. I like it said Button Bright, who was staring hard at the musicker, his little legs spread wide apart. To the surprise of his companions, the boy asked this long question. If I swallowed a mouth organ, what would I be? An organette, said the shaggy man. But come, my dears, I think the best thing we can do is to continue on our journey before Button Bright swallows anything. We must try to find that land of Oz, you know. Hearing this speech, the musicker sang quickly, If you go to the land of Oz, please take me along because on Ozma's birthday I'm anxious to play the loveliest song ever was. No, thank you, said Dorothy. We prefer to travel alone. But if I see Ozma, I'll tell her you want to come to her birthday party. Let's be going, urged the shaggy man anxiously. Polly was already dancing along the road far in advance, and the others turned to follow her. Toto did not like the fat musicker, and made a grab for his chubby leg. Dorothy quickly caught up the growling little dog and hurried after her companions, who were walking faster than usual in order to get out of hearing. They had to climb a hill, and until they got to the top, they could not escape the musicker's monotonous piping. Oom pum pum oom pum pum tiddle biddle diddle oom pum pum oom pum pum pa. As they passed the brow of the hill, however, and descended on the other side, the sounds gradually died away, whereat they all felt much relieved. I'm glad I don't have to live with the organ man, aren't you, Polly? said Dorothy. Yes, indeed, answered the rainbow's daughter. He's nice, declared Button Bright soberly. I hope your Princess Ozma won't invite him to her birthday celebration, remarked the shaggy man, for the fellow's music would drive her guests all crazy. You've given me an idea, Button Bright. I believe the musicker must have swallowed an accordion in his youth. What's accordion? asked the boy. It's a kind of pleading, explained Dorothy, putting down the dog. Bow wow, said Toto, and ran away at a mad gallop to chase a bumblebee. End of chapter 8 Bow wow <laughs> Bow wow So wow, this guy's singing and everything for oh, wow. us Yeah, he's he's just naturally musical I don't think that's, I don't know Cute. I liked it, I, I thought it was uh, it was good So Well, I've always thought there are people that are musical And there are people that aren't And the people that are musical, they like to play with it And they like to hear different sounds and everything like that but apparently yeah. the shaggy man's tone deaf because he's like spent five minutes with him and he's like shut up shut, shut up, up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put a rag put a rag in your mouth 
<laughs> Adam says, what happened to Eureka? Eureka was accused of murdering the pig, the last book. And when yeah. they went back to Kansas, she stayed there. I don't think she's coming back because uh, she's a little too surly. I think she on the surly meter, she got up there. But I liked her. I thought Eureka so. was a boy. Oh, no, I thought Eureka was a girl. No, I don't. Oh, gosh. Here we go again. Uh. <laughs> Gonna have to check. Uh. Yeah, Eureka was we accused oh. of murder. I sold the uh. Electric 6 uh, DVD. Yeah. Sorry. The what? You sold what? My DVD? Electric 6 Live DVD. Yeah, cool. And they paid. Nice. Yeah, that thing's like impossible to find, too. But yeah, I gave them a good deal on mm -hmm. it. So, yeah. 1619, free shipping. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, so look at that. The orders are starting to roll back in, everybody. People are starting to spend money again. My God. I was panicking for a minute. Um, don't be afraid. People are starting to send money again. Yeah. I don't know about that. So anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we got to pay for our insurance somehow. So, um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So no, that's that's exciting. Well, uh, uh -huh. now I, I, I'm finding this to be, uh, you know, I I still I'm kind of spoiled on um, Ozma of Oz. I think I think that one was my favorite uh, so far. Well. So. I'm uh some of these characters in here are really irritating. Uh the donkeys I don't I'm not a fan of. Um mm -hmm. but uh you know I, I I the shaggy man's interesting. Uh but uh, you know he's obviously he's pretty surly too. So but Dorothy yeah, was kind of mean in this one. This one's just kind of full of grumpy people. I don't what was going on in his life <laughs> at this you know when he was writing this. Children are forcing him to write. It's Horrible. I guess so. I mean, he'd never done anything successful. He just tried and failed at everything he did in life. If you read his his uh, information, and that he finally found something, which was the Oz books that people loved and wanted more and more and more of, and he just didn't want to do it. Yeah. But these children kept writing him stories, like, "What happened to Eureka?" and and "What happened to?" Dorothy, and does she have any more adventures? So he just keeps writing them for him, which is so. nice. So uh, anyway, well, there we go. There's a uh, it, it, without. We should probably get to Jerry of the Circus, and that'll give us just enough time yeah. to close things down. Let's so do it. now we've had uh, the this uh, the clown actor in the circus. The you know he's ashamed. His son is uh, Robin Dick Grayson. No, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> Richard Grayson, uh, Jerry's lawyer, uh, and so this this ongoing drama is like I can't let my son see me as a clown in the circus. He'll be ashamed of me. Be ashamed of me. He won't. He'll be like he totally will never love his father again if he knows he's a lowly Shakespearean clown in a measly circus. Mm. Yeah, he'll despise me. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, hmm. It's I'm being a little little ham handed with that, but yes. yeah. So so there you know there's it's, what, it's what's going to happen in the next episode. I think I think we're going to come to this conclusion. Well, where it, the son almost finds out like at the end, right? I think oh, he that's does. my bet. That's my I, bet. I, th I think you're right. I think he does find. Yeah, out. 
Because they really drag this stuff out. Oh, they do. They do. Stretching. <laughs> Filler. Yeah. Padding. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's like days of our lives at the circus. Um, mm -hmm. What did you mean by that? Break to another scene. <gasps> Uh, anyway, so here's Jerry the Circus music chopped off. Now for Jerry of the Circus. Now, just a minute now, Lulu. We're not on yet. Oh, hello there, Mr. Randall. Oh, Johnny, how are you feeling tonight? Fit as a fiddle, Mr. Randall. No ill effects from this afternoon's experience? Meeting your son, I mean? Indeed, no. The more I've thought about it, the more I realize how lucky I was to talk with my own flesh and blood and find what a really fine young man he is. And it certainly is unusual for a father to speak to his son as a stranger and to find out how he conducts himself. My only regret is that I can't meet the girl he's going to marry. I wish I could persuade you to go to your son and tell him what you're doing. Never. Why, it would break his heart. He knows how I feel about the theater and the great works of the immortal Shakespeare. Yeah, I know. Well, we all have to work out our own problems. And that's why I feel so grateful to you for allowing me to cut my Shakespearean act yesterday afternoon when he attended the performance. Mm, you, uh, you're sure he would have recognized you? I'm certain of it. Why, he could not have failed to have recognized my voice in those lines that he had heard me speak since he was a child. Well... It looks like it's about time for you to go on, Johnny. Yes, yes, in just a moment. Uh, one word. Please note well, Mr. Randall, Dick's fiancée at the party tonight, uh, so you can tell me about her tomorrow. You can count on me to give you a detailed account of your son's party tonight, oh, Johnny. Thank you. Well, I must go now. Come, Lulu, come. Mr. Randall, Mr. Randall. Ah, oh, yes, Jerry? Bumps asked me to tell you that we'll all meet after the show at the front entrance. Good, I'll be there. Mr. Grayson said he'd bring his car and pick us all up. Oh, that's fine. Kind of excited? I'll say so. <laughs> a real party. Well, who wouldn't be? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it myself. Who are you watching? Uh, Bradley. Oh, yeah. I always try to watch his act, too, on him free. After all, I'm his understudy, and I guess I better keep my eyes peeled. Yeah, I guess you had. Oh, if you're, if you're never going to be around when an emergency arises, I, I don't know what good you're going to be. Oh, gee, Mr. Randall. You know how bad I felt about that. Well, don't worry, Jerry. It wasn't your fault. After all, you were working for Whitey. Yeah, I guess I can't be in two places at once, huh? <laughs> I haven't found a way of doing it yet. Say, look. Uh, where? Over there by the band. Yeah, yeah, what about it? Isn't that Mr. Grayson? Where? Oh, no, it couldn't be. He wasn't planning to come tonight, was he? No, I, I thought he said they'd be busy fixing a spaghetti. Well, it can't be, Grayson. It mustn't be. Why? What difference does it make? Oh, it'd be terrible on account of Johnny. My eyes aren't so good. Look carefully, Jerry, and be sure. Yeah, he just turned this way. See, he's talking to that pretty girl on this side of him. Are you sure it's Grayson? Of course I am. Oh, that's terrible. Where's Johnny now? He's on the other side of the ring. See, he's just starting the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. Oh, it's a shame that band's so loud we can't hear him. Uh, just think quickly. See, this is where the duck interrupts him. <laughs> Golly, it's funny the way he kicks that duck out of the way and, and then goes into the line... Parting is such sweet sorrow. And then the duck goes, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> Golly, they sure like it. What in the world can I do? What do you say? Hey, Mr. Randall, you're, you're not paying any attention. Jerry, I've got to stop Johnny from getting around in the ring and, and playing any of that Shakespeare on the side where Grayson is. Why? What's the matter? He's good. Well, gee, Mr. Grayson has Jerry, I'm going to have to tell you something that's a secret and terribly important. Why, sure, Mr. Randall. Now, listen carefully. We'll have to act fast. Sure, you can count on me. John Bradley isn't just a clown. 
He's a famous old Shakespearean actor. No. His real name is John Bradley Grayson. Mr. Randall. He's the father of our young lawyer friend, Mr. Grayson. But, well, then why... Well, I haven't time to explain now, but it, it'll break Bradley's heart if his son finds out he's there. But what can we do? Uh, uh, you see that entrance on the other side of the band? Sure. The one, the one... Uh, J... Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, you run over there just as fast as you can. When Johnny comes past there, you get his attention some way or other and, and make him come off. Well, I'll try, Mr. Randall. Of course, you, you mustn't get out where people can see you. Well, I'll call Lulu, and, and if she comes, perhaps Mr. Bradley will come after her and see me. That's a good idea. Now, <clears throat> run around quick and, and see if you can keep Johnny from doing his act on the side of the tent where Grayson is. Collie, I'll do my best, Mr. Randall. Having a good time, Sally? I sure am, Dick. Glad we got all that spaghetti ready early so we could catch the show? I certainly am. It's lots more fun meeting people when you've seen their acts and can tell them how much you enjoyed it. I know. That's why I insisted on our getting right to work on that food. You're a darling at helping. Going to always be like that, even after we're married? Uh, what do you think? Isn't that just like a lawyer? <laughs> Not admitting a thing, hmm? <laughs> Well, if, if I don't make any promises, I can't be sued for breaking them. <laughs> You're a darling. Oh, here comes that nice clown I was telling you about. Where? The one with the duck. Oh, yes, I see can't hear him yet. He must be funny. See the crowds howling over there where he's talking? The duck must have something to do with it. He keeps interrupting the clown. Yeah, he's certainly trying to be dignified. <laughs> but that duck just won't let him. As soon as he gets on this side of the band, we'll hear him. The music's too loud for his voice to carry over here. That's funny. Look. Where? The duck. He's not following the clown anymore. That's right. Looks like he's headed for the exit way there on the other side of the band. But Johnny Bradley hasn't missed him yet. Maybe that's part of the act. Seems funny. They don't usually let their animals wander off like that alone. Here he comes. Oh, look, he's going to stop up there. I hope we can hear him from here. I think we can. The band stopped. What's that he's saying? Sounds like... Uh... Or not be, that is the question. It's from Hamlet. Why, I... I, I... look to you now how unworthy a thing you make of me. That's Hamlet in the scene with the players. You seem to know my step. You would pluck out the heart of my mystery. You would sound me from my lowest note to the top of my compass. It can't be. Sally. God love Do you think I'm easier to be played than on a pipe? I can't believe it. There's the duck. Look, someone pushed him back into the ring. Call me what instrument you will. You cannot play upon me. Out! Mad duck! Out of my sight! <laughs> Look at him run from that duck. Did you ever see anything so silly? It can't be true. <laughs> that poor old clown trying so hard to be serious. Why, why, Dick? What's the matter? Nothing. I... I just had a shock, that's all. What is it? What's happened? You know that clown? Yes, you told me about him. He's really awfully clever, isn't he? I wonder how he ever trained that duck. Sally, that clown is my father. What are you talking about? He's my father. Don't be silly, dear. I'd know him anywhere. His voice reading those lines. My father. I can't believe it. But, Dick, dear, you said you talked to him this afternoon. I yourself. did. Well, how did. could you have talked to your own father and not have recognized him? Oh, he had on that ridiculous clown face. But his voice, certainly you would have known it. He probably changed his voice just enough. After all, he was the last person in the world I expected to see. But why wouldn't he talk to you or come to the party tonight? I can't figure it out. I've got to see him. It just doesn't make sense. Where are you going, Dick? To find my father and find out what this is all about. Wait a minute. I'll come along. Calling all right, Sally. To your attention in ring number three. Those clever, highly trained balancing seals in a performance demonstrating unexcelled equilibrium. Introducing 
Ray Walton and his field. We'll go out this way. The exit on the other side of the band, son. You think he doesn't want you to know he's here? I'm certainly going to find that out. Oh, hello, Jerry. What are you doing here? Well, I, I just... I want you to meet Miss Gray. Gee, I'm sure glad to meet you, Miss Gray. Mr. Grayson certainly seems to think you're pretty nice. It's a secret, Jerry, but he's really in love with my cooking, not me. Oh, I don't believe it. It's the truth, Jerry. I'm just lucky. He's got good looks and a nice disposition, too. Sort of thrown in extra, what? Jerry, uh, will you entertain Sally a few minutes? I've got to go back and see my... I mean, I've got to... You mean uh... you've got to see Mr. Bradley? Yeah. How did you know? I was afraid of that. What do you mean? Well, I hardly know what to say, but you mustn't see him. Why not? Well, you mustn't see him. Ha, don't be silly. I've got to see him. Please, you mustn't. Really, it's important. Listen, Jerry, that man is my father. Of course I've got to see him. Oh, so you know. Yes. Say, what do you mean? Did you know he was my father? Not until just a few minutes ago. Dick, it really is your dad after all. Jerry, what is all this about? Well, I, I really shouldn't say anything, but as long as you know... Well, please, Mr. Grayson, don't go see him. Why on earth shouldn't I, my, my own father? Well, no, he, he's not awfully strong. What? Oh, it's nothing to worry about, but his heart is... Well, it's not as strong as it should be. And, but what has all this to do with... Well, he'd just die if he thought you'd seen him as a clown. So that's it. Yeah. You see, he saw you in the audience the other afternoon. I think that's the reason Mr. Randall didn't make him do that Shakespearean turn. That's right. He didn't do it at the matinee. Well, tonight, Mr. Randall tried to have me catch him before he could do his act in front of you. He said it would be awful if you recognized but, him. But, but, look. So, I came over and called Lulu. But Mr. Bradley didn't hear me. Dick. Yes, dear? If you talked to your dad this afternoon, and he didn't tell you who he was, and he refused to come to your party tonight... I can't understand it. So that's why he acted so funny when I told him I was engaged to be married. That's right. He did seem kind of surprised. No wonder. He couldn't have gotten my letter yet, telling him all about it. Don't you see, dear, if he didn't tell you himself who he was, he must have had some good reason. Probably too proud. He's been pretending to me he's earning a good living in New York. Poor darling. Oh, don't you see, Mr. Grayson? After all the pretending he's done, he'd, he'd feel pretty awful to think you'd found out about it after all. That's true, dear. Jerry. Jerry. Uh, here we are, Mr. Randall. Oh, it's so dark. I couldn't see you. So, didn't have any luck, huh? I'm sorry. I, I tried awfully. Good evening, Mr. Randall. Hello. Oh, I, Mr. Grayson. And the girl I was telling you about, Sally Gray. I'm certainly glad to meet you, Miss Gray. Well, Grayson, what, what are you doing around here tonight? <laughs> thought you were giving a party. I am, but I thought Sally should see the show, too. So he helped me with my homework, and here we are. Mr. Randall, uh, I've got to talk to you about my father. Your father. You recognize him. I, I just couldn't get Mr. Bradley's attention. I, I sure tried. It's awful to be so close to your father, especially after not having seen him for so long and not be able to go to him. I know. I'll tell you, Grayson, your dad sets an awful lot of store on the fact that you think he's still a successful actor on the stage in New York. I'm afraid it would break his heart. Come on, Dick. We'll have this spaghetti party tonight. Yes, yes, and, and I'll tell your dad all about it tomorrow. Golly, imagine... Your own dad. You both know the other is here. You both want to see each other. But you can't. Golly, that... That's awful. Are you pro-spaghetti party or anti-spaghetti party? 
Well, thank God they made all that spaghetti in advance. God! <laughs> <laughs> just takes boiling noodles! But yeah, I, I think they should just hang out. My dad and son. Oh my gosh. So... Game over occupation. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, this bit played out pretty much uh, how you expected. So. Yeah. Um, what was the? You know, something Livin uh, made me think about in the chat room. He, he put uh, "Attack of the Killer Spaghetti." Oh, what was the name of the movie in Green Acres where Oliver had the schoolgirl crush? And there, there was a oh, name. There, yeah. there was a. It was something about a pizza. It was like oh, yeah, it, the killer pizza from space or something. <laughs> yeah. Something about the space. And, and the, what was the week's previous movie? I forget. Uh, I, Gosh, I don't remember. Not the... a squash, right? Not a squash. What? Not a squash, right? No, there was no squash. Uh, I'm just trying to remember what the name of the... the um, Atomic Pizza? Was it the Atomic Pizza? It was Atomic. It was Atomic. It was like Atomic's Pizza from Space or something uh, like that. Yeah, the Atomic Pizza. The I think it was something like that. So yeah, so that, that made me think, you know, yeah, that that Attack funny. of the Killer Spaghetti could be the same, uh, could be a sequel. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a... Um, because uh, they, they just kept talking about that movie throughout the, the show, and it was so funny. Yeah, um, they're so silly. We like Green Acres a lot. I don't oh know God. if you it's guys so know this. Good. It's but so we're just, good. Like, Green Acres is on. We're Put sad it on. If, yeah, we're sad if we uh, miss it. So Yeah, we missed 15 minutes of it. And you know, I, as being a child, really liked Hogan's Heroes, but as an adult, not a big fan. Yeah, it well, uh, you know, I, I used to love it as a kid too, and um, the um, the um, writing. Yeah, we started watching it now, and it's like, oh, how many times are they going to use the trope? Um, in Hogan's Heroes, to where, oh, you look exactly like this person. Let's just put a mustache on you. And it's like they've done it like multiple times, and it's like, it's like, oh, this is so boring, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. and it's on, and Hogan's Heroes is on for an hour on MeTV, and we just, we're just kind of over it, so we, we watch something else. Yeah, um, I don't but, know. Yeah. And I really loved uh, the main character when I was a child Bob Crane's character, Hogan. Yeah. Colonel Hogan. Yeah. Colonel Hogan. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, I gosh, I wish. Uh... Yeah, it's the oh, atomic oh, yeah, here, pizza. It's about a science. And... Here's here's what Lisa. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Lisa wants to go to the movies. Oliver says, "What's playing?" And Lisa says, "The atomic pizza." <laughs> the atomic, and she says, "It's about this scientist who's in love with this Italian girl who owns her own pizza parlor." But she doesn't like him, so to get even with her, he pours some radioactive stuff on her pizza. This makes the pepperonis grow before you, and before you know it, pepperonis rule the world. 
<laughs> Oliver. Wow, that sounds like a real Jim Dandy. Lisa Douglas. It's made by the same studio that made the human hamburger goes to Hawaii. Remember that? Yep. Where the hamburger was born with brains and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so. These funny. movies do not exist. I know that for sure. Because if they existed, we would be watching them right now. <laughs> the human hamburger goes to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, the human hamburger goes to Hawaii. <laughs> hamburger was born with a brain. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. That is so, so cute. Wildly funny. So, uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, so let's what, do a double bill of the atomic pizza and the human hamburger goes to Hawaii <laughs> and triple it with attack of the killer spaghetti. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, all right, it's time for us to start, uh, winding things down, but, uh, it's good to be back in the saddle. Uh, we'll be back on, um, it came from Cleveland tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have, uh, a lot of different uh, stuff that we're going to be talking about, um, including uh, I have I'm going to just go with a bunch of movie recommendations from uh, a, a bunch of single actors, um, and uh, but for uh, we have uh, um, Michelle is going to do a birthday trailer block, which is very exciting. We're going to start doing uh, The Twilight Zone again. We're going to start with Eye the Beholder, classic episode from 1959 that aired roughly 60... Uh, Ooh. Oh. Wait. 60-some years ago. Um yeah, sounds interesting. 62. So, anyway. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to do the Eye the Beholder, um, also called The Private World of Darkness. Uh, but it was rebroadcast in the summer of 62 as episode 42. All right, that's what it yeah. is. That's why I'm confused. So, uh, but yeah, so we're, um, she'll be talking about Bram Stoker, and I am drawing a blank on who Joe is talking about, and uh, Miles will be talking about Patton. Um, so, uh, there we go. But yeah, lots of great birthdays, lots of great recommendations of films I'll have for everybody. And I, I might talk actually, I might spend a little bit of time talking about Leopold and Lenore uh, with uh, Lenore with these guys tomorrow too. Um, maybe get some audio clips and you know, because re I really want to promote these guys. I think they're doing great. But um, yeah. but yeah, so that's all from me. And what do you got, Suze? Um, that's it. Um, thank you so much for the, the drawing of Kiddo both every week and um you know the one you mailed me and and thank you so much for all of the feedback we get from everybody in the chat room very fun very nice see you tomorrow on um it came from cleveland good show all right uh, hope you're you know it's i i know i i really don't like halloween and fall and all this time of year, but I'm trying to enjoy it. So, and I think it, it is enjoyable. It really is. But you know, I like I, I got a good pumpkin spice latte today, so that's a go. good thing. <laughs> yeah. I like spring. Yeah. So. Well, it'll be it's right around the corner. And one last time for the yeah. road, uh, space goes. <laughs> anyway. Nice. See you, everybody. Bye.
time for go to bed. <laughs>